it's not just a truck it's a hero truck it's a robot and and so he goes okay that's great if you're gonna be a hero be a real hero don't be a hollywood stereotypical thing with yelling and screaming and this is the key sentence he says to him be strong enough to be gentle peter took that and that's how optimus prime was born Welcome to the 20-digit scene review podcast. It is episode 15. Every week, myself, David, and my co-host, Alex, we pick a scene each and we review it. Today is odd, so that the honors goes to Alex to start us off. Alrighty, my pick this week is um, from the film Zootopia. This is an animated Disney film uh, launched in 2016. Uh, I will start by saying uh, there's some minor spoiler that we're going to be talking about here. So if you want to go see the film, go do that first. Otherwise, you can see this on uh, Disney Plus uh, at the 17 minute 46 second mark or until the, about the 26 minute mark. In our show notes, we'll also include some links to YouTube where you'll get most of the scene in, in a, a smattering of multiple clips. But if you can, just just watch it in full on Disney. So uh, we have Jennifer Goodwin acting, voice acting the officer Judy Hopps, and Jason Bateman voice acting Nick Wilde, who is a in this scene a con artist, as it were. <laughs> and I picked this scene because I just really like the way the sly fox just just did everything just the way he's drawn by the uh, Disney artists and CG, the facial expressions, the, the voice acting from Jason Bateman, the manner of speech, just overall just very cool and smooth <laughs> attitude. And just when he's delivering the lines, the, the, the way they've rendered the characters, has got this lowered eyelids because just he doesn't care. He's, everything's according to plan and you can't phase me <laughs> no matter what you do or say. A smug grin on his face. And it's a fox, right? And so he's got the snout and you got the, the grin going like, all the way up to the ear to ear ear to yep. ear and sometimes he doesn't even look at her when he's talking and delivering lines he doesn't care so, yeah he's so. just walking he keeps he keeps walking she's trying to keep pace but he's just <laughs> saying what he has to say like he's, he's just got all prepared um you know a couple of lines here i'll quote that i, I really like <laughs> and i didn't falsely advertise anything take care <laughs> you know, like he does, like, <laughs> and then you can't touch me carrots i've been doing this since i was born <laughs> and just the details of uh the animation of the eyes when he's picking on judy hops it's like you know he, he, he goes he punctuates his uh his words in his sentences with closing his eyes opening his eyes like really <laughs> yeah okay yeah that kind of stuff it was just really amusing and it's just great to watch and so yeah, patronizing so yeah <laughs> so patronizing sure. <laughs> it's just like, been there done that seen you many times and i've heard <laughs> many versions of you in my past life probably and i just don't care and i'm five steps ahead of you 10 steps <laughs> whatever yeah. yeah it was a so pleasure think of yeah. it yeah it's one of those scenes where I remember watching the movie. It, it was a 2016. I, I swear it felt longer, but I feel like it was one of those moments where 
I wasn't expecting that because I, I I watched the movie with that with zero expectations, and I saw that scene, and it was, whoa, <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> like the fox pulled the uh, pulled the uh, wool over the, the eyes over pretty the easily. Eyes, yeah. Just it, it was, he did that to me. It was pretty good, and then just the. <laughs> The unfolding of the scam, uh, him, you know, with the <laughs> yeah. grabbing the popsicle at the on the roof, melting there, and he's and she's like, "What is going <laughs> on here?" And uh, just the creativity too of just what you could do with a massive popsicle. You know, you're not thinking that that's something that I can con you with. Like, it's not something that. I don't know. A normal human being would think that I, I'm gonna have this massive popsicle and I'm just gonna make make money and just screw you over with. It just it just it doesn't compute into my brain. <laughs> but then the series of clips and scenes, not only they could have just killed it right there, right? Taking the liquid, freezing him up, selling these pops pop pop popsicles, <laughs> and then that was it. But no, they have, you know, the mouse character collecting the wood (laughs) (laughs) and then selling it as lumber for these poor other smaller characters. And, hey, why is it red? (laughs) Oh, it's redwood. You know, it's just (laughs) one of those things where (laughs) con artists, you got to you got to hand it to them. They're just they're so quick witted. You, You don't survive if you don't. And uh, yeah, I, I just, it was just fun to watch, and it was yeah. it was the wool was pulled. I felt like I was the bunny. <laughs> I just totally didn't expect that. <laughs> I was like, oh, where did that come from? And it, and it yeah. was great too when the when when he does get caught red-handed, he's like, whatever. <laughs> he's not racing, you know. He's not running away or anything. He says, "I'm not lying." I didn't lie. He lied, and she's wh- in a whip pan, rip, whip pan, and he's <laughs> yeah. gone. Right? He's just strolling. He's not even running. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god. Yeah, for but... sure. Like it, he's seen. You know, he he's got all the lines prepared. He's probably talked to fifteen different officers in the past. <laughs> the same kind of thing, and it's just all ready to go. Yeah, just the first class swindler right there. But yeah, it's just like he's not even running. He's just like just strolling along, <laughs> doing his thing. Yeah, can't but. touch me. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah. So no, thanks for sharing that. It was a it was a pleasure re- revisiting that because I had not seen the movie and obviously that scene before that. So it was great. All right, good. Okay, so that's my pick. Great. So it seems like the theme is cartoons, but well, mm. mine's a little older, <laughs> and it's a freaking classic. I'm going to say. I mean, for anyone that grew up in the '80s, this is the 1986 classic film, Transformers: The Movie. Uh, as a boy, I don't actually don't think it resonated too. As a boy growing up in in the 80s this was i remember racing home from school and just making sure i had that four o'clock slot and when the trailers came up for this movie it was it was epic it was absolutely epic to see 90 minutes of something that i completely loved through and through and it wasn't just so much 
the show is the characters, you know, the characters, you have Optimus Prime, the quintessential symbol of loyalty, honor, and good. You know, he's mm-hmm. just that yeah. guy, right? <laughs> and but this is not a movie review. So let's let's get into the scene that absolutely crushed the mm-hmm. hearts and soul <laughs> of boys everywhere boys and girls everywhere that love transformers just imagine you know this is the 80s this is when you have still happy endings happening i mean certainly there was exceptions but for the most part the rambos the you know arnold schwarzenegger movies you know the the good guy they don't die (laughs) (laughs) And and not only does this scene take place with the symbol, like we're talking Optimus Prime here. This is this is this is we're talking like the uh, <laughs> what's the right word here? But it's the person you look up to. He's your hero, and he's dying. Not only does he die, he <laughs> dies within. I'm not actually quite, I actually didn't look at this, but he dies pretty early in the film. (laughs) So not only is it incredibly jarring to happen, this is burned and scarred in the memories (laughs) of anyone uh, that loved Transformers. And I remember the scene very well because not only was it quite moving from a soundtrack perspective, you had the voice actors are of course the the the, uh, you know peter cullen himself you know optimus prime's voice like this guy is his voice is unreal like it's just Mm -hmm. perfect and completely embodies everything that optimus prime represents and i remember and there was a video that's been circulating and this is no longer a secret but he tells the story about how he came up with the voice of Optimus Prime and he happened to have a conversation with his brother and his brother was returning from service as a Marine in Vietnam. And he told him that he was going for an audition. And he said, yeah, I'm going to audition as a truck. And his brother's like a truck. (laughs) 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 But it's not just a truck. It's a hero truck. It's a robot. And and so he goes, okay, that's great. If you're going to be a hero and this is just it, be a real hero. Don't be a Hollywood stereotypical thing with yelling and screaming. And this is the key sentence he says to him. Be strong enough to be gentle. Like that's just a, I'll say it again. Be strong enough to be gentle. And Peter took that and that's how Optimus Prime was born. And so in this sort of wavering scene here of him, even on his last, I guess it's not breath, but seconds of his Mm -hmm. life it's so well done like peter still nails it completely the voice actor who does ultra magnus is he has one line robert stack and he's great too uh and the sequence kind of goes into um i'm trying to remember here he says a muncher of things where he says you know do not grieve soon i'll be one with the matrix like he says like epic lines epic line to the end you know and Mm -hmm. he says to ultra magnus it is to you my old friend I shall pass the matrix of leadership as it was passed to me. And then Ultra Magnus says something that I remember to this day where he says, Prime, I'm just a soldier. 
not, I'm, I'm not worthy. I'm just a, sh- a mm-hmm. soldier. And then Prime says something equally amazing where he says, nor was I. And then he kind of fades and he says, as his last thing, but one day an Autobot will rise from the ranks and light our darkest hour. And so it's just, even at his, his last set of lines there, you look at them today and they, they still stand up to the test of time. It doesn't feel cheesy to me at all. When I watch the scene, uh, third or fourth time the soundtrack really moves very well it goes from a sort of a spiritual uh, ambiance entrance of strings switches back to that spiritual choral and then you get that high strings with the flat line Mm -hmm. i'm not sure why there's a flat line but there is (laughs) and then the the march and the minor keys like just kind of that finality finality of it all right but the the high strings leading up to that is like, da, da, da. like it's just like a really well done. So anyway, I've uh, probably yeah, talked. And then when I, the uh, mm. when the Matrix thing com- comes out and they're holding it up, like they have this kind of sparkling yeah. um, synth- yeah. synthetic sounds. Of the, of... That's right. That's right. And there's a bit of a foreshadowing there too with you know Rodimus, who becomes the that. Autobot that rises above the ranks of the others and becomes Rodimus uh-huh. Prime, and he he kind of uh-huh. catches it and then hands it over to Ultra Magnus, right? So it's a it's a really interesting scene. I mean, it's not complicated by any stretch, but it's just it was well done even to this day. Like in terms of death scenes, sometimes it can be over dramatic, but they didn't milk it. Like he didn't have <laughs> it wasn't like ten, fifteen, twenty minutes of death. It was it was just a couple couple of lines, and he was it. That was it. Yeah. yeah yeah this was a my thoughts were that it's just you're just rewatching it here it's very dramatic for the target age group of you <laughs> yeah. know, I guess, teens right and then i as i was watching it's just i thought this is surprisingly impactful like this is <laughs> yeah. this is this is like an old four by three aspect ratio cartoon and yet you know it's very gripping and and not just because you know people from our generation have uh, we know the cartoon and we've, we've seen how many seasons of it right but uh just uh, even standing alone i think it, it 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 works well because as you said it seems to be just about the right kind of length where it's not exactly drawn out but it's also not too short where you can't get into it and get can't feel it and i don't recall all the details of, of the movie or even of the, of the season but i can just imagine that all the history leading up to the moment up to this moment where you through the seasons and then through the movie, you've, you've just become so familiar and acquainted with Optimus Prime that, and then, oh no, is this really happening? And then that right. really happens. But yeah, I couldn't agree more with this. The epic voice actor and the great delivery, just, I think everyone from our generation would just hear that voice. It's like, oh we know, yeah, we know exactly we know. who that is and what we character know. that is. Yeah, it was uh, apparently a commercial affair. I'm I'm sure there's a lot of YouTube videos and articles about this, but Hasbro, I believe it was Hasbro, and obviously it was a commercial uh, motivation here just to usher in new toys, a new generation of toys and sell more toys, right? So there was a bit of that going on, and so that's why they, they were killing these characters. But uh, and so it was very jarring. I think that's the right word for it. Uh, to see that happening because, and to see Prime dead, like you wouldn't, you would never expect that 
at that. It's almost like the the death scene akin to you know Game of Thrones. Uh, um, members that loved Game of Thrones, you know, the hero dying pretty early in the in the in the in in, in, in the books there, yeah, very akin to that. But but we're talking the target audience, as you say, where these are kids. Apparently, the there was there was there were a ton of kids just crying coming to the theater, and you can understand that totally. I mean, like it's it's probably the uh, there was a comment that was it was hilarious in the comments that said that this is the first death we've ever experienced, right? <laughs> just to, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's tough. It's tough. Um, it's tough to to see your hero perish on screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's true because I mean I don't recall any other um, really popular cartoons where anything like this was attempted by the script writing team. Right? It's just, as you say, you know, whether it's GI Joe or He Man or whatnot, the, the 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 main character just has plot armor. They, they just they just live on in, in perpetuity through the however many seasons they want to milk it. So this was yeah, yeah. quite something. I like that plot armor. I like that's what I said there, but yeah, but apparently there wasn't anything against Optimus Prime, and but I think that anything that people really were drawn to was just the characters of each robot. I think if you ask anyone, they'll probably have a special favorite. Everyone loved Prime, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it, there was just something about that show in. I think it was the uniqueness of each of those characters that really brought it to that was the strength of the show actually I believe that was the strength of the show and I, and clearly Prime had his I don't know anyone that doesn't like Optimus Prime <laughs> and anyone that that didn't like him well, <laughs> I'll have choice words. <laughs> yeah, but you, 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 that's a good point, and you, you nailed it. And it's true. Just thinking about my own childhood, where they, they, even in the very early going, like the first generation or series of the of the of the toys, then on the boxes they had like a little bio or something printed on the back, where I don't know, they, I think they had some like some mini stats about whether strength, speed, things like that. But they also had a little bio of kind of describing kind of personality, right? And then so you have that, and on top of it, that every right. every robot gets to be kind of its own vehicle. Like this one's right. a Lamborghini, this one is a Porsche, this one's mm. a, a this and a that, or a a, a, a tow truck or whatnot or a cassette player and so there's also you know combined with the bio and then the individuality of the actual device or or vehicle right. itself then and strengths and weaknesses like too and yeah. strengths and, and weaknesses yeah. kids can really gravitate that oh i love you know f-18 fighter planes so right. uh, these guys are my favorite or whatever right and, and that yeah. my friend is the key missing point in the revival, in the sort of the action star, uh, you know, Michael Bay version of it, mm-hmm. just completely glossed over, completely missed it. It was just one of those right over the head. <laughs> it was just big money making extravaganza without any sort of attention to the characters. And that was, in my opinion, the biggest mistake. Of the of the new two thousand sort of transformers. Yeah, I can see that. Where 
the individuality or the, the just the character of the characters was not really there. Got, like, from there. what I recall from that Michael Bay one was that uh, it was a little cookie cutter. Like most of the bots oh, were yeah. just yeah. in their bot form. They were that's just the way they were. They were all like these spiky kind of dark yep. fighting machines and stuff. And so they didn't have the individuality in the same way that kind of the the color scheme and even the shape or the way they. Um, moved and walked and things of the of the old cartoon wasn't there. right in any event that was uh, a bit of a departure from the scene itself but i mean yeah. it, it's hard it's hard not to just because yeah. of the disservice shall we say <laughs> <laughs> and you know we have fifty thousand remakes of spider-man and batman but we have yet to see uh, a reimagination of of this uh, which, which i'm sure it comes down to rights but that is why this scene remains uh, a hallmark for me in the franchise. So mm-hmm. with that, nice. I think that uh, concludes this episode. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Very different. Yes. Uh, actually, not different. We have, it's not that we haven't done uh, cartoons before, but glad that we could throw a little bit of a, of a twist with these ones. So. Thank you for that. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And as always, we always have additional show notes for those uh, additional factoids that are facts that we want to add to each of those uh, pieces that we do. And again, uh, if there are any recommendations, we Alex and I are definitely open to them. So feel free to email us and we will definitely add them to the next set of episodes. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank See you so you much. Thank you, and here's signing off. Take care. Thanks for listening. You can email us at scenereview at 20digit.com and find us on YouTube by searching for 20digit Productions. And we're 20digit on Twitter and Instagram. Note that our website and all our online IDs are spelled with numbers, 20digit. Thanks for listening to the 20digit Scene Review Podcast.